0: You guys may be seated. I'm going to ask our panel to come up. So panelists make their way up. For those of you that don't know, the youth group took a missions trip this last week, and we went to Steubenville, Ohio, which is not really in Ohio. It's just across the river from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania should annex it. I don't know why they don't. Really? Okay. So I'm going to ask some questions, and you guys are going to provide the answers, a wise panel. So, first of all, uh, first of all, let's start off with something easy. Paul, creature comfort you missed the most. Creature comfort you missed the most this last week.
1: (laughs) Um, A comfortable bed.
0: Hallelujah. Micah, creature comfort you missed the most.
1: (laughs) Padding for the bed.
0: Padding for the bed. There's a theme. Joanna.
2: Uh, Nice air conditioning.
0: Air conditioning, like right now, is so cool compared to what it was.
3: Yeah. Christina? Uh, setting my own schedule.
0: Mm, yes, own it was set for us.
3: Yes.
1: Several times a day. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. On the, on the trip, Joanna, who would you say encouraged you the most? Mm. Mm.
2: Jesus?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to be shy about that answer. That's Jesus! You can shout it, and they'll, okay. they'll all get in with you. Apart from Jesus, was there any one person?
2: Um, probably Anna, who did our, like, devotionals, and then Miss Laura.
0: Okay. Micah, who encouraged you the most?
4: Um, same, I guess.
0: Same, Jesus, and then Anna, and then... Laura. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, did, uh, tell me, Christina, uh, what What do you think, what was a high point and a low point for you for the trip?
3: Um, I think a high point for me was how quickly the kids were able to just really connect with us. I right. didn't expect that to happen. But, um it was, it was really a positive thing because they came in. It was just, like, 35 kids all of a sudden, brand new, all these little kids. We didn't know any of them. And all of a sudden it was just like, hey, why don't you play with me? And you're going to jail. Like, going to jail underneath the, um, that was, like, their favorite game, pulling us into jail. And uh, underneath the playground. Oh so we were all, like, just. I'm in jail. I guess this is how we get to know each other in jail. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm getting out of the way. At the you're right fine. Minute.
3: So, um, a low point was. Um, let's see. It, it was.
0: If you're struggling to think now, of it, that's probably. Well, I'm it.
3: trying to figure out how to say it. Um,
0: We're family here. Yeah. He it out.
3: There were, I mean, we had a a very good group of uh, people that we were working with. But the ones that were in charge were college students. And they didn't have a lot of ministry experience. They only had a week of training before they started this. And so getting getting the schedule in place, understanding where all of us were. They really didn't know what the expectations were from us. They didn't really have good expectations from themselves. They had all these ratios for figuring out how much to feed us. So as we were getting the first lunch together, I was told to put out 27 pieces of turkey and 27 pieces of ham and nine pieces of salami. And I said, 27 pieces. Where did that number come from? And so it was all these things that were like, this is counterintuitive. And so we had to kind of work with them, um, and they, and once, you know, and we and they were the leaders, so we wanted to be submissive to their leadership, and and we were. And then it was like, okay, this could be done better, probably by doing this, this, and this. You have suggestions? Okay, please tell us how we could do better because they just they just didn't know. Um, and and they were also very intimidated by us because all of us, um, have either a degree in ministry or been doing ministry for a long time, and they were like, we just want to bring something new to the table, and. We're so young. And, um, and they were okay with that. And I said, you know, we're willing to submit to your leadership. You know, we're willing to, to stand in that. So that was a low point, but it turned into a very good uh, learning experience.
0: Paul, did God do anything this last
1: week? Well, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure he did.
1: I'm, I'm sure
0: of it. Did you personally see anything that you can point to that was like, "Ooh, I think God—that might have been a God coincidence"? Or
1: what I saw was a, a city that was dying terribly, but I saw people who hadn't lost hope um, all over the place, and uh, that, to me, was was definitely God at work because. <clears throat> There was more. There's more traffic in Wilmore at nine o'clock on Friday night than there was on the main streets of this town uh, during the day. And it's it's an old town that has had money. You can tell because of the buildings. You know the church that we stayed at. The only kind of wood apparently that was available when they built the church was mahogany, and they made very good use of it all.
3: Yeah, it was all
1: made. Um, Where we one of the work projects was. Was to help convert this old house to a coffee house that it will be a center of ministry three blocks from the church, and again it was obvious that um, money had been well spent. You know, on the on the wood, on the front porch had tile inlay on the, is the, for the floor. Um, Plaster and lathe, if any of you know anything about construction. Mm-hmm. There's a beautifully, beautifully built house that needed work, and the, the, they paid $7,500 for this house. And it's three stories. and.
0: Say that again. They paid how much for a three-story house full of mahogany, yeah. ceramic tile, and other things?
1: Yeah. $7,500.
0: 7500 and it was an expensive home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but the spirit of the people that are, are maintained when it looks like pretty much uh, they have no way, you know, there's no livelihood for them anymore. The steel is gone. The coal is gone. Um, there's a possibility of some new stuff, but nothing nothing for sure. So uh, that would be, you know, and, and in our group, God was... Uh, Obviously, Jesus laughs because we laughed more on the way up there and in the first couple of days than I've laughed in years. So
0: we did. We did laugh together. And and the kids, uh, the way that the uh, youth work site works is during the morning you're doing physical labor kinds of projects, so you know make uh, repairs, flooring, and whatnot to this house that's going to be made into a coffee house prayer center. A- every afternoon, kids from the neighborhood come in for quote kids club. And these are kids that are hungry for love and acceptance. And it's clear and obvious that that's very diminished in their day-to-day living. So, you know, I'm a geek. And when I sat down, I had, like, kids fighting to sit in my lap, wanting to hang off my shoulders. And then finally, I placated one kid by giving (laughs) him my toe. You can sit on my toe. Okay, I just want to be next to you. On Um, you. On you. Um, And so, you know, they had that. Joanna, what's something that surprised you this week that you, that you caught you off guard? And you're like, oh, wow.
2: Um, Jeff, I guess when we first got there, I was not
0: expecting how,
2: like, I wouldn't say unorganized, but it was like changing of the schedule in the middle of the day or during what we were doing. So just like I struggle with last minute things, and so just how last minute a lot of things felt. And so just also, the since it was the first week, the kids' club was just a lot of chasing. It was a lot of, that kid's running away, go get him. But you're not allowed to pick him up, so <laughs> corral him back. And just things like that.
0: Yeah, I had a, one day I had a group of uh, 15, 5 and under. <coughs> and at one point, I had only lost seven of them and felt pretty good. <laughs> felt pretty good. Uh, yeah. Micah, was, uh, what, what about this week, Micah Huber, did you find the most challenging?
4: Sleeping. Sleeping, <laughs> yes, in an
0: 82-degree room with no windows and air conditioning, and by the second day, boy and man stink. Yep. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was challenging. <laughs> okay. Um, any of you, what, what's something that you would like the family to know from the week? Is there anything that you would like the family to know? What would you like to say about the week or about what God did? Or...
3: Um, I'll answer that. Yeah. Uh, our devotionals uh, were specifically focused on uh, God's purpose and plan for your life. And so for us, individually, we got to talk about that. But we also um, got to see how God was working in each other's lives and um, where he's taking all of us and how he's taking us all together as a group as well. Um so for me, um, working with youth and with youth parents, it was like, wow, I'm getting to see more of a full picture of, of where we are as a church, where our gifts are, um, how we work together the best. We had an incredible um, camaraderie, even within the first day, because it was like, here we all are in the same situation um and so it was, like, bind together or fall apart. And it was, like, okay, we'll, we'll bind together and we'll work together. Um, and so, I mean, it was, and it, I just, I felt like there were no injuries. There were no car trouble. I mean, you know, there were some, you know, like the sleeping was warm and stuff like that. But, like, nobody got hurt. It was really, It was really a positive experience, I think, for everybody that went.
0: Any of the three of you, anything you want to say to the family as, re- you know, as a result of going to Steubenville?
2: This was my first mission trip, and um, I just really enjoyed it. And I'm looking to how I can apply the things I've learned here into my everyday life. But as a youth who went on the mission trip, I would encourage parents who did not kind of push their kids to go to push them to go. Um I was kind Why? of Why, isn't it better
0: to stay home? Oh
2: yeah. No. I was kind of reluctant to go at first and I was like, Steubenville, what in the world? I mean, did we just close our eyes and choose somewhere on the map? But <laughs> even though Is that though how we chose? I know it's how we chose. All right. Even though the place was kind of random and I didn't feel any connection to it at first, by the beginning of the first day, I mean, it was apparent that they needed help. And so I think location really doesn't matter it's just going especially with our youth group was just a blast and so i think that hopefully next time something that i would want to happen is to have more people to go
0: any of you huberman anything you want the family to know micah says no Okay.
1: <laughs> this whole site was set up for 35 to 45 or 50 people mm-hmm. and we were 13 so but we had 13 with lots of experience, and, and the people, the YouthWorks people who were there, um, once we, we started talking with them about what could work, what, why something didn't work, and they listened to our suggestions, and they, they changed what they were doing in a lot of ways, to make it easier to do ministry with children because they thought you could just like stand around and figure out stuff is on the fly, and with kids you can't do that. You've got to be totally prepared way before the kids. Um, the schedule thing, they changed the schedule. They updated the schedule two or three times a day because they were so focused on, this is what it says we're supposed to be doing, so we're going to do that. And if it messes with what comes later in the day, well, then we'll just change the schedule a little bit, um, which was a little bit frustrating sometimes. Uh, But the group really did come together um, very, very, very well. And from the ride down there and the ride back uh, to the different ministry sites to... uh, working with the kids, and some of them were interesting. Um, (laughs) But some of them were, they just needed somebody in their life. And so we could be that somebody for just a few minutes out of each day. Um, I I had a developmentally disabled young man reading to me out of a book that he was holding upside down and he told me the most wonderful coherent story and when he was done talking about it he just closed the book and, and put it back in the box And it, I, I was astounded um, this was one of the people that got followed around all day because he couldn't stay anywhere very long but he read me or told me this story for a good ten minutes and I was blessed and that's really the big thing I was totally blessed out of this trip um, And. You know, before we went, it's like, wow, do I really want to go? No, I really don't want to go, which to me is a real good reason to say, yeah, I'm absolutely going, because every time I don't want to do something that strongly that I'm committed to doing, something good's going to come out of it. (laughs) Um, And it was very, very, very good. So I am expecting that there will be a Huber presence on next year's trip, Um, and Steubenville is a fine place to go back to as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But other places are around, too. So who knows where we're going to go. But we will do, and you don't have to be a teen. Come on along. I mean, there were lots of more mature people, at least by age, uh, in our group. (laughs) And uh, anyway, it was a good trip.
0: So brag on your youth group and your youth leaders and the parents that went along. You know, they you heard several times now, schedule change, schedule change. And obviously with the personalities that went, the personalities that went are the melancholies. Here's the schedule. Keep to the schedule. Don't yank my chains. In spite of that, the whole time, they all maintained a positive attitude. They all submitted to authority. They all walked it out. They all had a servant's heart every single day. I was really proud of you guys. For me... One of the one of the great positive things about going as a dad was, you know, for parents, if you're wondering, well, what was that really like to be there when your kids there and, you know, they're at that age where they don't want to be around you? And how does that work? And for the week, you know, John and I weren't like together the whole, you know, every minute, every second of the day, you know, and we were on different teams throughout the day. But every morning we got to start off. There was this time in devotional where you kind of paired up with somebody And it enabled us to have some real neat conversations. And it enabled me to see my son do something, you know, utterly amazing. You know, there's basically this homeless guy that crossed. We went outside to do this and he crossed right in front of the steps and John engaged him. And we got into a God conversation. And at the end of it, the guy looks at John and was like, hey, I'm glad that you pulled me aside because I was feeling pretty alone today. And I think I think now God's really with me. Is that a win? Of course, man. So there you go. I'm really proud of you guys. I'm glad I went. And yes, it's raining. (laughs) Right now, we're going to give you an opportunity to say hello to some people or get a cup of coffee. And you can do one of those three things right now. Two things. I can count. Two things right now. And while they're doing that, I'm going to ask our musicians to come up. So thank you, panel of wisdom. Woo!
4: I wanted to start off by saying thank you to everyone that uh, um, made this mission trip possible and I'm stuck in the wires made this mission trip possible via your financial support, via your prayers. Um, This would not have happened without you. So thank you. Thank you very much Um, this week. Our theme was "You Are Here," and uh, John Mark, can you throw that verse up for me? The they pulled the "You Are Here" from Mark twelve twenty-eight through thirty-one, and the gist of this is: a scribe comes to Jesus and he says, "You know, hey, what what's this all about? You know, what what are you actually teaching? What's your greatest commandment?" And Jesus says to him, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And then he goes on to say, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater commandment than these. And so from that, you know, we can take and take the verse that uh, Jared read from John 15. And we're here. So what does you are here mean? You know. It, it means not dwelling in the past and not being hyper-focused on the future, but being here, being in the here and now, being fully present. And this got me thinking a lot about where I was and what I do and what the rest of generations does as a whole and specifically in youth ministry. So why do we do youth ministry? I mean, what's the point? I know for me personally... I remember sitting in youth group and listening to my youth pastor and, and hearing, hearing him pour out his heart and hearing him truly truly be a, a, an inspiration and be an example of Christ. Um, the, the positive influences in my life uh, through that youth group um, put me on the path that I am now. Uh, the the example of Christ that that Del Fair he was my youth leader showed uh, on a continual basis I were were life changing and and I, I without that I'd be on in a place that that I really feel like God would not be proud of me for being down that path and so just the influences I've had in my life I I have to. Um, thank God for um, Here at Generations though in, in the same vein We want to see the youth of the, today Connect with God In a real and tangible way We want to know that During the storms of life That they actually have A solid foundation And that they can love the Lord Their God with all their heart Mind, strength and soul And I didn't say that in order But that's okay um, we want. We know that youth is, is a transition time between childhood and adulthood. And, and there's a lot of decisions that can be made there that can go way wrong or, or very right. But we want to be able to come alongside of them and come alongside the parents and be able to say, you know, this is a safe place. You can ask questions. We want you to be able to learn about God, learn the ways to love your God, learn ways to love your neighbor. We want to be able to give you opportunities to serve. We want to give you opportunities to grow in your faith and be involved in the church, you know, whether it be in sound or whether it be in G town or wherever it may be. We want you to be able to be involved because we know that your involvement is is crucial. To where you go next. Um, Now. I don't have a lot. That I really want to be saying. Other than now. I want to be asking some questions of you though. So I want you to think about. Your goals. And your priorities. For the children in this church. The children. that Your children. And just the children that are sitting beside you. I want you to think about what priorities you actually have for them and and how those line up with the priorities that we have at generations here and if they line up then that's fantastic you're doing a great job keep up the good work but i want to say if they're not 100% lined up that we want we want to know or we want you to consider rather coming alongside of generations and generations youth and making sure that those youth and those children have, have a place, a safe place, have, that they're attending Sunday morning teaching times, they're attending act, the activities, they're able to serve. Um, and, and we want you to know that, that we have parent meetings, that you're able to come and, and talk to us, the leaders, and say, you know what, I'd like to see this happening in Youthland. That's great. We'd love to hear that. Um, and we want you to be an active and, and uh, yeah, an active participant in your child's spiritual formation by discussing the the things that we talk about in our teaching times. By we you know we have we have youth group on Sunday the fourth Sunday of every month you know the Sunday morning. Um, even times where you're just driving down the road. And, and something pops into your head, you know, whether it be a verse or a question that you have, discuss. I mean, that, those, those are uh, ample opportunities to, you know, to have that discussion with, with your son or with your daughter or, or even, even in times when you're serving beside, you know, someone else. Even if it's not your son or your daughter, that's that's opportunity to share even a little bit of you with them. So that's what I ask this morning is that as you as we leave here today and and as you think about things that you can do for generations um uh, it's be involved create a safe place for all of us whether in it be an adult or a child or a youth but create that safe place and Allow for those conversations and those questions to be asked. And yes, uh, I also want to throw out that in in July, we will be announcing uh, where we're going on our next mission trip. So be prepared for that. And as Joanna said, I would actually love to see two to three times the number that we had this time. I would like to have a problem getting everybody there. So... <laughs> Horses. If it has to be horses, it has to be horses. I want to pray for everybody real quick. And uh, God, we just thank you. Thank you for today. Thank you for generations. Thank you for the mission trip and, and everybody having an amazing time and getting back safely. And God, I pray that you continue to work in our hearts, continue to show us how to love Our neighbor, show us how to grow deeper in a relationship with you. God, we love you and we thank you and we know that you're doing amazing things here. And I know that we are here to worship and love you. Thank you. Amen.
0: Amen. I want to thank Matt and Christina and Nate and Katie and Brian and all the folks who take time out of their lives and schedules. They take time out of work to invest in you guys who are in middle school and high school. You know what? They actually believe in you. They believe that you can become a strong man or woman of God someday, that God can do big things.